You can enjoy this episode of In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics because it's Steeler Week. And who better to talk to in Steeler Week than the legendary Ken Anderson? Multiple-time Pro Bowl quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, league MVP for the Cincinnati Bengals in 1981, then coach for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who knows more about the rivalry than Ken Anderson? And he's going to give you a lot of good information about that rivalry. And boy, it is a heated battle every time the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers tee it up. And there'll be no exception this Sunday afternoon. It is going to be a slobber knocker. Who's going to be the most physical? That's who wins the football game. Ken Anderson tells us all about it. Thanks very much for joining us once again. You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And our very special guest today is very appropriate for so many reasons, and that is none other than the legendary, iconic, number 14 in your program, number one in your heart, the Ring of Honor member himself, quarterback extraordinaire, Ken Anderson. I'm only iconic because I was your roommate for all those years, Dave. I mean, let's face it, that was the highlight of my career. Yeah, right. I, yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you joining us, sir. This is a very appropriate uh, time because you had a Hall of Fame career as a player with the Cincinnati Bengals at that quarterback position. And then you coached with the Bengals and with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you know this game very intimately in a lot of different levels, a lot of different perspectives. This one's going to be a Donnybrook, isn't it? Well, you know, it is. I, I think both teams are not really happy where they're at right now, especially the Steelers. You know, although they had a, a really a, a nice win last week, you know, and, and the Bengals going into the bye had a big win. But, you know, I think with the expectations we had of them coming off a Super Bowl year, that uh, they're probably a little bit dis disappointed being a five and four record, you know, and, and with Jamar Chase out a little bit. So I think both teams are kind of, you know, right at the same spot entering this game. It's a very interesting point. You know, and both of them come off 200-yard rushing days. Uh, Pittsburgh rushes the ball for 217 yards. The Bengals rush it for 241 yards. I mean, both teams want to do that. I wonder which team will be able to, you know, build off of that. Pittsburgh did it last week against the Saints. The Bengals a couple of weeks ago against Carolina and then take the bye week. From a quarterback's perspective, when your football team is rushing it for 200, how different is the game? Well, you know that from an offensive lineman, Dave. It makes our job so much easier. Sure. That now, you know, they're not tying their ears back and rushing the passer and the play-action pass opens up deeper throws down the middle, you know, dropping back. They got to be concerned about the run on their first step, you know. So you've got just a, a little bit more time, and and you know it's always been in the DNA of, of the Steelers that they want to run the football, uh, you know. Back ever since we played them, you know, starting in the mid '70s, that was always the focus: is running the football and playing defense. And I think that continues. You know, Mike Tomlin is a, an unbelievable coach. You know, I got to spend three years with him, and I've got the utmost respect, you know, for him. But, um, you know, I was glad to, to see the Bengals, you know, a week ago get back to that. You know, you and I have talked, you know, all of a sudden they're under, under center a little bit more. 
Yep. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's not always shotgun runs. And, and all of a sudden now it's a little bit different blocking scheme. Linemen are pulling to create holes. And I think that really helped Joe Mixon out. I agree. I mean, they, they were very uh, versatile and uh, they had the, the gap running game where they were pinning and pulling linemen. Like you said, they were running counters. They were running powers. They're running traps. Um, they're getting big bodies out on smaller defensive backs and, Really, not the the linemen did a great job, but so did the tight ends and the wide receivers when they were coming down and cracking and pinning guys. Everybody blocked so well for Joe Mixon. He responded big time, didn't he? Well, you know, he did. You know, and we know he's a good running back, you know, not only yeah. running the football, but coming out of the backfield. But, you know, the running game, it, it, it takes, you know, all 10 guys, you know, the quarterback with the fake, the offensive linemen doing their jobs. The wide receivers and, and tight end are, are critical if you want to get more than five yards on a run, coming in and blocking safeties and those kind of things. So, no, it was just nice to kind of sit back there. And all of a sudden, you know, Joe Burrow's not as under as much pressure as he's been in the last couple of weeks, and he responds by having another good game. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, I, I swear, you guys, when I watch him throw the football, I, I do see – you know, your, your mechanics. I'm not saying that you guys are identical, but I thought you were the purest passer I'd ever seen from a mechanic standpoint. I mean, it was impeccable. You know, you wrote the book, the art of quarterbacking and rightfully so. And what in any video that anybody can get of Ken Anderson throwing the football, that's what you should show to your young quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, I think has a lot of the things that you did so well How, what do you think about joe burrow and his ability and his mechanics throwing the football k well you know number one he's extremely accurate you know and there are certain things you know that a quarterback does that that are god-given talent and that's throwing a football from point a to point b knowing where you want it to go um sure footwork can make it better uh but i go back to sonny jurgensen you know back in the day you know before me i mean he his arm could be sidearm over the top behind his back and the ball goes where he wants it to go. And, 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 you know, and I, of course, I always stressed, you know, with Bill Walsh, that was always the thing for me is footwork, you know, and you talk to Steve Young and he says, you know, if you film me from the waist down, I can tell you whether I had a good game or not. Oh. And I think Joe's got those qualities, but he's got the God given ability. He can throw the ball accurately. I'm telling you, he, he really can. You guys can put it, Forget it, drop it in a bucket. You guys can drop it in a, you know, the head of a needle. I mean, it, it, it's incredible how how accurate you guys can be. And I thought in the in this last football game against Carolina, even with the running game and, and the play action, they still had pretty good coverage. He had to throw the ball into some tight spots to make some of his completions. The touchdown pass he threw to Joe Mixon when he got out of pocket and created an extended, you know, was was a very, very accurate throw. He had to uh, he had to trust his receivers first and foremost to make plays and put it in good spots, didn't he? No, he does, and and I think that's the toughest thing. I mean, you know, he's still in his third year. It's, he's still a, a young quarterback, and I think the biggest difference between his college and the pros is what's open and what's not open. And Joe understands that it it may be thrown at shoulder, it may be thrown at low and away, you know, to a certain spot. You know, uh, it's a back shoulder show. My God. It's a thing of beauty that he does with Jamar Chase on those back shoulder throws along the sideline. And again, that goes back to their college days and working on stuff like that. But, you, you know, it's like I say, I think the big thing for them is that they can keep the defense honest. It takes so much pressure 
off the offensive line. And, it, you know, and gosh, I think I saw one stat that, that Joe between last year and this year has been sacked a hundred times. You know, that's not sustainable for quarterback's health. And, you know, but like, like last week, they got back to a little bit more balanced attack and he's not getting hit as much. And I think that's, you know, that's got to be one of the keys to the offense. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, third down in, in, in fourth quarter, money money areas for quarterbacks. Joe Burrow um, on third down, his quarterback rating is 132.5, second best in the National Football League. He's completing a Ken Anderson-like 74.7%, almost three out of every four throws, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Then in the fourth quarter, 67 over 67%, Six touchdowns, just one interception, and a quarterback rating of 108.4, which is sixth best in the league. So third down in fourth quarter, 14 touchdown passes, one interception at money time. That's big, isn't it? No, no, it is. And I think that's one of the things that you got to love about Joe. And, and Dave, we go back to the Paul Brown days, and one of his statements was the game's not too big for him. You know, and, and when the lights get bright, he doesn't shrink. You know, I mean, and it goes back to LSU. I mean, the, the poise he had playing in the SEC and, you know, you're playing in big games every week, you know, and then you're playing in a national championship game against Alabama, you know, and, and, and or excuse me, Clemson, yep. you know, and, and, and you go ahead and, you know, and you win that. He, he doesn't shrink in the big moments. And I think, you know, and, and, and his leadership skills, I think, are, are off the chart. So, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about football, but I know one thing that to be successful, you got to have a quarterback, and, and we've got ours for the foreseeable future. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny, are, are three and six. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record in 14 years as a, as a head football coach. I think it's 14 years with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It might be 15 now. He's in his 15th, I think. Um, so they, they come off that off of that victory. What is he – you know him. Like you said, you coached with him for three years. During the season that they're going through with a rookie quarterback that he's now playing picket, picket rushed for 51 yards. He complimented, you know, 99 yards out of the running back, 51 yards out of the quarterback in that 200-yard uh, rushing day. What's he telling his football team now, Kenny, as they get ready to play the, uh, the Bengals? Well, you know, it's more about the Steelers than it is the Bengals. It's about, you know, how we play – rather than how our opponent plays. It's getting back, you know, to playing Steeler football, you know, which is sound defense, which is running the football, which is not turning it over. Uh, he he does not panic, you know, and, you know, you have injuries up there, and it's, I mean, really, it's their philosophy. It's the next man up. You know, you're wearing a Steeler's helmet. We expect you to do the job that the starter would do. Uh, and they've got a lot of confidence in him. they got a lot of confidence, you know, playing at home. And they get T.J. Watt back. You know, which I think is a, is a big deal for them on their defense. And, you know, like we've talked about, it, it's the Steelers ever since we've known them have been built on defense, you know, and, and rushing the quarterback. And uh, and I think they're trying to get back to that philosophy. And, you know, it's ought to be interesting. I, I just got back uh, from the Bengals equipment room and was talking to them. He just got a call from uh, Pittsburgh and they're they're sodding the middle of the field between the uh -huh. So that'll be, you know, a little bit interesting thing because that field, uh, at this time of year, depending, uh, you know, on how many college games, high school games. Uh, I remember when I was up there, we, we played on a Monday night uh, against Miami. Uh, well, there were four high school playoff games on Friday. Pitt played on Saturday. 
uh, in the rain. They restarted the field on Sunday. And then we played on Monday, and it was still raining. And, and, and there was a punt in the game. The Dolphins punted, and it actually stuck nose first, you know, in the mud on the turf. So, you know, that that field, you know, can be a, a little bit tricky as well with, with the grass on there. So that'll be an interesting scenario to watch. Yeah, no doubt. That's a good tip. I'm going to hopefully everybody's listening. Uh, in the we'll have to contact the Bengals organization, give them a heads up on that. Coach, Coach Anderson, I like it. Giving us, giving us a little, little, uh, little scoop on, on the, of the turf, the field conditions, um, the speed of the football game. Jamar Chase is a guy that takes the top off a of defense, a la Isaac Curtis in your in your heyday. What does it do to a quarterback in an offense? when you're missing that kind of a weapon? Well, I think we saw it, you know, when he first went down, but, you know, they've got the talent, you know, uh, between Higgins and Boyd and, and boy, I like the way this Hayden Hurst is playing at tight yep. end and, you know, and, and, and the two Trents, uh, you know, came in and filled in as a, as a third guy and had productive days for the Bengals. So they've, you know, they've got weapons, you know, so it's, you know, I think you like to have that speed guy in Jamar, but I think that they can, you know, survive, you know, a couple of weeks till he comes back. Hopefully, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defensive football team—they always have guys up front, and and no exception uh, with this football team. Is that where do the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they're drafting Kenny, do they draft front to back, or how, how do they draft? What's 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 what is their philosophy uh, overall from a draft perspective? Well, I think like most teams, they're going to take the best guy available that, that, you know, to go to a defensive guy and pass up a higher rated offensive guy, you know, they're not going to do that, but they have a style of player, you know, that they want to have. And, you know, um, you know, with, with TJ Watt, he's an exceptional pass rusher and it, it's surprising almost with his injury to see that he's back this quick, but you know, they got other guys, you know, up front that are good and, and I think what isn't a Mika Fitzpatrick that's uh, had the appendectomy. He's not yep. going to be playing in the, in the secondary this week. But you know, I, I think a lot of the the secondary play, the guys stand out is because of the guys up front. Yeah, there's there are no two ways about it. You coached Ben Roethlisberger and part of his career there with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've moved on from him. He's going to be wearing a gold jacket like you'll be wearing a gold jacket in Canton. Um, Pickett is a guy that is now playing Trubisky. I thought the biggest thing Trubisky did in the opening was take care of the football. The Beng uh, the Bengals went minus five, Pittsburgh plus five. You're not going to lose very often when you go plus five. You're not going to win very often when you go minus five, and that was the biggest deal in the football game. What is your opinion on uh, on on Pruitt at this time? Our pink pick. Yeah, I, I, I think he's got a chance to be a you know a good player. You know, he's just got – he's played a lot of football. I mean, I think, you know, he was at Pitt for five years. Yep. You know, and he came out, he played a lot of football games, and he played well. He showed signs this year. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the Steelers would have liked if Trubisky would have played a little bit better where they might have been able to, you know, to, to let Pickett watch a little bit longer. But when it came to the point of the season, okay, our future is going to be Kenny Pickett. And he's done some really some outstanding things. You know, you talk about running the football a little bit last week. He's shown that he's accurate. And he's made some rookie mistakes, you know, that, that everybody does when, when you go through that. But I, I think that he's uh, he's the future of the team. And uh, I think they're just going to ride this out with him and, and see that he can't get better and, uh, you know, try to take the pressure off of him, you know, playing good defense and running the football. 
I, I know he's got a reputation of being accurate, and his completion percentage shows that two out of every three, 66.7% in the top 10 in the NFL. That's the only category that he's, uh, he's, he's top 10. His quarterback rating is way down there, like 35, two touchdowns, eight interceptions. Like you said, um, it's a, it's a rookie, a, a rookie learning on the, on the fly, learning on the job, so to speak. Do you think that, that that's something that uh, obviously that the Bengals will take into consideration. Lou Anarumo will give him a one look pre-snap, another look post-snap. He'll be playing with that rookie's uh, is playing with his eyes and his mind a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think there's no question about that. You, you know, it's you try to confuse a rookie a little bit. You know, I think you pressure him. The Bengals have have shown that they uh, they can put pressure on the quarterback. And, uh, you know, you go after him a little bit. And, uh, and, and like I say, don't show him the same thing twice. But, you know, he's in a, you know, you talk about a perfect spot that uh, the Steelers and, uh, and Pitt's uh, locker or the locker facilities are in the same building. Right. You know? So, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's going in one door instead of another, you know, going, but it's the same parking lot that he's going to. So he's got a, a comfort level there. I think he's perfect for Pittsburgh. He's got the right kind of DNA for a quarterback for them. And, like I said, I think his future is bright, but uh, he's just going through a lot of learning experiences. Tough place to play, though. I mean, that that crowd support—it's um, always there, isn't it? It doesn't—it doesn't really deviate much. Uh, is it one of the better venues to, you know, from a home team standpoint, in your opinion? Oh, no question about it. You, you know, and I think if, you know, you talk uh, to the players. Um, on the Steelers, you know, and you talk to the players around the year, that's probably rated one of the worst fields in the league to play on. And and I know there have been several times that uh, the club has wanted to go in and, and put, you know, field turf in. And the players, no, 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 that's our field. You know, we, we adjust to that. And, you know, and it, it makes a big difference to kickers, you know, playing on that surface. And they've always had a kicker that could handle that, you know, going back to Jeff Reed when I, when I was there. Um so, no, and, and then, you know, the, the fans, you, you know, you ain't going to see many uh, black and orange jerseys uh, in that stands because uh, it's, it's hard to get tickets to go up there. And, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting stadium that, you know, driving in and seeing the tailgates that are that are going on uh, ahead of time and going on after the game. And, you know, and like I said, it was uh, uh, it wasn't my choice to go to the Steelers and leave Cincinnati, but you know, if I had to go to a place, that was a fun place to go for three years. Got yourself a ring, my man. Yes, it, uh, I love that. Well, you know, Dave, I will say that the ring has never made it to Cincinnati, but since I'm moving back here full time, it's going to have to come because I'm not getting rid of it. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. No question about it. You, you mentioned the field conditions, and uh, this time of year, the weather could be an issue, obviously. The wind, the wind coming off the river there, uh, the three rivers. I mean, the little confluence of three rivers there. What the wind conditions are always an issue, aren't they? Oh, no, quite, no question about it. You know, and and then it's, you know, not unlike our stadium. You know, uh, Pecor Stadium. Now it's you know it's open on the end zones. You know, yep. you have the end zone seats, but there's slots that go in there, so the wind can kind of come and it can kind of swirl. So you got to pay attention to it. What's going on and. And again, that leads to playing good defense and running the football. Yeah, that that's basically what it's going to come down to. I mean, um, this this one, you have to bring physicality to this football game. I mean, there's no doubt that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play hard. Now, will they play smart? You know that that that's a variable that you know 
is is tougher to control, but you can control effort, and they will give effort, won't they? Oh no, there's no question about it, and that's you know, I mean, it's, it's not only Mike Tomlin it goes back to Cowher, it goes back to Chuck Knoll. I mean, it goes back to the mid '70s when we played them, Dave, and and it's always. You know what the coaches say, you know, bring your lunch box. It's going to be, you know, that kind of, you know, day and, and bring the extra chin strap because it's going to be physical. You, you know what it's going to be going into the game. You just have to prepare prepare mentally for it. Yeah, there's there are no two ways about it. Um, so when you were when you were getting ready to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers, what was your what was your mindset? What was your preparation like during the course of that week, Kenny, when we were getting ready to play Pittsburgh? Well, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, that's where the, the, the zone blitz started a lot with Dick, Dick LeBeau. And so you spend extra time on the film trying to know how I can make sure that I'm protected, you know, and I, so you don't have to throw hot into the zone blitz. And although their scheme is a little bit different now, you know, it's always going to be based on pressure. And, and so I think the big thing for the quarterback is knowing how can I make the protection better? Do I have to adjust it one way or the other? Do I have to keep the back and, you know, ch totally change the protection or, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, depending what it is, I'd like my hot in this situation. I'm going to go back and, and, you know, it's, you know, you remember something, well, here they're going to come the safety, the, the, with the safety blitz. Uh, can I pick it up? Now nah, I like that backside slant throwing it hot. You know, let's just go ahead and do that on this place. I like the way the cornerback was playing. So it takes a little extra preparation for the, for the quarterback. You know, I always, you know, thought that uh, yourself, Ken Anderson, you were a triple threat guy. You, you, you could run. I mean, people, you know, I think at times didn't realize what an outstanding athlete. I mean, you could run, could jump, you played basketball at a high level. I mean, you, you could you could do a lot of things athletically. So you could hurt people with your feet, you could hurt people with your arm, and you could hurt people with your mind. Because you're one of the smartest people I've ever met, never mind smartest football players. Joe Burrow's got a lot of that. I mean, Joe Burrow can hurt people with his feet. He can hurt them with his arm. And he has got that, he's got that high football intellect, that high football IQ like you've got. No, there, there's no question about it. And, and, and you know, uh, he makes strategic runs. You know, all of a sudden it's that run up the middle and knowing when it kind of opens up. You know, there's uh, you know, there may be an RPO every once in a while. You know, but he's not going to run the ball on design quarterbacks run. Where, you know, with us, we did a lot of the keepers. You know, especially when Lindy and Fonte came, and that's where a lot of my running yards came. But, I, but I think you know he's really smart. You know, if, if you see man coverage and you see the Red Seas part in front of you, you know, you're the only guy that's not accountable, counted for. You know, and if you take that up the middle, he's had a lot of success doing that. Yeah, I think one of the great trivia questions in Bengals history: 1981 Super Bowl 16 season. Who's the second leading rusher on the football team? Number 14 in your program, number one in your heart, MVP. Well, well here, here's one for you, Dave. Of uh -huh. all ball carries with over 100 carries, who has the highest uh, rush per attempt or highest yards per attempt rushing? In Bengals history? Correct. That would be you, my man. 6.5. How about it? How about it? Yeah, Collins, Collinsworth didn't have that many attempts, but I think he was minus five. I looked that up one day. <laughs> oh, man. So in your mind, if you had to pick one thing Cincinnati Bengals have to do to come out victorious against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday afternoon, and man, okay, I'm glad that game was flexed, my man. I'm glad that it's not uh, Sunday night football anymore. I'm, I'm glad that it is uh, – 
It's Sunday afternoon football. There's no You questions. just didn't want to get home late at night again. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> they've lost, the team has lost 13 straight road primetime games, worse than the NFL. Yeah. I'm thinking, eh, don't want any more of that. Don't want any more of that. Um, pick, give me one thing. If you all the all the things that are going to be factors in this football game, what is it in your mind that is the biggest? I, I think it's going to be our offensive and defensive lines and who can control the line of scrimmage. You know, you know, for us offensively, it's being able to run the football effectively. You know, you yep. may not get 200 yards again, but you've got to run it effectively. And when you do throw the ball, you got to give Joe a little bit of time. And by the same token, you know, from our defensive front, we can't let Pittsburgh control the game running the football, you know, and make it easy on, on Kenny Pickett. Make them throw, and then you can go ahead and give a variety of coverages, different looks, different blitz packages you want to come with. But if, if they're running the football successfully, then it's going to be a long day. Well, all I can say is you were unbelievably respected, and rightfully so, by the Pittsburgh Steelers, the great Pittsburgh Steelers teams and those great defensive players. You went 20 for 22 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. How the heck do you do that? 20 for 22. And you always played well against Pittsburgh. We always gave Pittsburgh battles. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, great players, you know, the Joe Greens, the Lamberts, the Jack Hams, all those guys always had all kinds of, uh, you know, respect for, for Ken Anderson and rightfully so. Well, you know, I think it was different back in those days, Dave. You know, we had a, a heated rivalry, a physical rivalry, but I think there was the respect between the two teams and the players. And somehow lately in the last several years, it's, it's kind of lost that and it, the chippiness is there, and, and you go back to, oh, gosh, the playoff game, you know, we lose when, you know, Burfecht has the, yep. the, the the cheap shot across the middle. You know, it became a, a, a different kind of, of series, you know, and, and like I say, it was two very good football teams playing back in our day and that, that had respect for each other, and uh, like I say, and the way you want to get respect again in this league is, is to win, and I think the Bengals got a good shot at it. Well, there's no doubt that you were the greatest player that, that I ever played with and had the, had the opportunity to, to uh, be a teammate with and, and be a roommate with. I mean, I, I, was, I was like, can't believe that I'm rooming with Ken Anderson. Are you kidding me? I'm rooming with Ken Anderson. This is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Why? And I said, I, I can't believe I'm rooming with Dave Lapham. <laughs> right, you know? I bet. I got time to tell one story, Dave. Yeah, let's do it. Let's well, get out of here. You know, it's, it's you know, 81. I'm the MVP of the league. And yeah. we go to Pontiac, you know, and, and you and I go up and get the we go up to our room and there's no bed in the room. Yeah. I said, Lap, MVP, we got a suite. And we're opening the doors on the side and they won't open. And all there is is, is a, a pull-down bed out of the wall. And I said, I like you a lot, Lap. We ain't gonna stay here together. Oh man, unbelievable! Pulling it down from the wall—that was crazy. It would have been—it would have been crowded. I could have fit with somebody else, in here, but not with you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Totally concur. Hey, this has been awesome. Appreciate you carving time. You're the best. Nobody knows more about the Bengals-Steelers rivalry than number 14 in your program, number one in your heart, legendary, should be Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor member. Ken Anderson. Well, Dave, let's talk again, uh, you know, late in the season when it's playoff time, you know, because we got to get us back in the playoffs and then we'll do this again. 
That dog will hunt, sir. Thank you. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.